Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for another edition of the Offseason Roundtable with a first-time guest. And if you listen to this show, you know that I've been a longtime hardcore wrestling fan. So it's awesome to be able to finally have a professional wrestler on the show. He made a name for himself in Chikara and I think he'd agree with me when I say that Chikara was like watching a live action cartoon. He wound up going to Impact Wrestling TNA for a while under the name Rubix. But in Chikara and all over the world, he often used the name Jigsaw. He's also a huge Jets fan, so I'm really glad he could join me on the roundtable as a first-time guest. Jigsaw, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate the uh, the lovely, nice, warm intro. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm a huge Jet fan, massive Jet fan. I've been a Jet fan since 1996. Uh, we went, uh, you know, we drafted Keyshawn Johnson that year. I think one in 15. It was a rough year to be a fan, but that's when I started. My fandom started back then. Your fandom started in 1996 when the team went one in 15. That's how you know you're a real hardcore fan. You certainly are a patron saint of lost causes, my friend. I know. I, I tell people all the time. I, my buddy John, who was I'm still very good friends with to this day. He, my dad. I'd follow my dad's uh, fandom. My dad was a massive Nick fan. My dad loves John's when it comes to college basketball. So I'd watch 
those sports, but my dad didn't care for football. And my buddy John loved football. And I and around the time it's when those starter jackets were super popular and everyone's wearing, you know, the cowboy starter jackets. And I was like, man, I was like, I'd love to be, I'd love to watch football. I don't know anything about football. So this is my buddy. I said, Hey, who, who who's a good football team? And he was like, <laughs> Eddie, the Jets. The Jets, they're gonna be good. They're gonna be so good. We got the first overall pick this year. We're gonna be so good. And I was like, you know what? I'll be a Jet fan. To this day, every time I see him, I'm like, this is on you, John. This is on you. <laughs> I have friends where they've said that to me as well when they were first getting into football and I got them into the Jets. And also, I say that to my own father because it's his fault that I'm a Jets fan. He started taking <laughs> me to games many, many years ago. And it's been a long journey. You and I were talking before we started recording about how much we've seen over the years and many of those years unfortunately bad for the Jets we're hoping that they're going to start turning things around before we get to what they can do this offseason though what do you think of the collapse that happened down the stretch what was the most concerning part to you and were there some things that you saw that encouraged you as a fan going forward once AVT and Brees went down the wheels started to come off at least I you know I kind of saw it and um you know, I you know I grew up in New York, born and raised, but I recently moved out to Chicago. And I had gone back to New York in November for a wedding, and I went to my local bar with all my buddies. They're all Jet fans, and uh, it was a game against the Bills, and we beat the Bills. And the the atmosphere in the room was through the roof. Like everyone just had such high hopes and expectations. And then I just that was the high point you know, of the season. Cause like, right after that, the collapse came after the bye. And it was just, you know, Zach is just, he's just not the guy, you know? And, you know, the offensive line was hurt all year. So you can't really, you know, give him too much. And then with Brees not there, but then you got Bam Bam playing like a first round pick. So it's, it was just a rough year, man. It was a rough year. But with bright <laughs> spots, you know, a healthy Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson is a stud. Sauce is a stud, mm -hmm. you know. So there are high hopes, at least I think so, for this for this uh, team. Are you completely out on Zach Wilson? You think there's any chance that he can be rebuilt at some point? So the thing is, I don't think Woody's ready to give up on him. And, uh, you know, like Beningo on the fan said it from week one. Beningo said, I don't know why we're not starting. Uh, he goes, I know why they're not starting Mike White, you know, when Zach was hurt. Like the reason they're not starting Mike White is because if you start Mike White, you can't go back to Zach, right? If you start Flacco, then you go, okay, the veteran's in there. He's taking the reps once Zach is ready. But if we would have started Mike White from the beginning of the season, which I think probably would have changed a lot, you could have never gone back to Zach. And I think even now it's hard to go back to Zach. But you're going to get a new OC in here, and they're going to say that they can fix him. And I just... I just don't see it. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. What about Joe Douglas inspires confidence in you? Because I know you told me before we started recording that you think he's going to be able to fix the mess. He is the one, obviously, that drafted Zach Wilson, so he's got to try and dig himself out of that, and we'll get to quarterback a little bit later. And also, for as confident as you are in Joe Douglas, do you share that confidence when it comes to Robert Sala? I think, you know, Sala turning the defense around in one year, and with Joe, you know, getting like DJ Reed, um, you know, these guys in here, I think really helped. So it's hard for me to to just completely abandon Salah when you go from the worst defense in the league to a top five in one year in, in the spin. So I'm sure he has his, you know, his hands all over that. And that's the reason for the defense. And the thing with, with Joe too, you know, Joe turned Jamal Adams into all these picks for us. Uh, so even with the bust of Zach, you know, without Joe and, you know, being able to move parts around, like you don't get sauce and you don't, well, I mean, you, you probably still get sauce, but you don't get Garrett Wilson and you don't get Brees Hall and you don't get AVT. So I do still have some faith in them, but like it's next year's make or break. It has to be. What'd you think of the decision to move on from Mike LaFleur? I didn't think they were going to do it, you know, especially with uh, the relationship between Rob, Robert Sala and, uh, you know, his brother. Uh, being like best man at uh, at his wedding, I think the floor is gonna be good eventually. I, I I do think so. I just you know I hated not seeing him like on the field. Like he was always just up in the booth. I hated not seeing him down a little more, a little more involved, and never really opened it up. You know, unless Mike White was in the game, but Zach was always these little dink and dunks, these little checkdowns, and it just, it just yeah, it just it didn't it just didn't work. Are you concerned at all about the reports that Woody Johnson was heavily getting involved in the decision-making? Because I know that the whole worry of Jets fans when he came back from England was that he was going to involve himself too much and that he's not a football guy and they should leave the decisions to the football guys. Does that concern you at all? Of course. And it's being a being a Nick fan for just as long as I've been a <laughs> Jets fan, like James Dolan all over again. You know, like these guys, they just can't get them sick. They... They can't get out of their own way, you know, and just let people make the decisions for them. And the Jets, you know, good, bad, and different. Like, they're a profitable franchise. You know, they're in a major market. They're going to make money. That stadium's going to make money. So win or lose, he still gets money. So he gets to play with his money, you know, and be this, um, you know, fantasy GM at times, which is frustrating. And, yeah, I just wish he would kind of, back off a little bit what do you think 
I will say this about Woody Johnson. I think he truly does want to win. I think he's doing his best. He's just not very good at finding the right people to carry out the job properly. We'll see what happens with Joe Douglas, obviously, and Robert Sala. But I think it's at least different than somebody like the Wilpons or even the Dolans, where I think their primary objective is just to get playoff revenue, or in the case of the Wilpons, just make as much money as they can. I do think Woody Johnson really wants a winning team. He just doesn't know how to make it happen. Oh, I know. I, I agree, too. I agree that he definitely wants a winning team. I think that he cares a lot, but I at the same time, it's, you know, I could care a lot about cooking dinner, but I'm not going to get this way. You know what I mean? Like, she she knows what she's doing back there, not so much me. So, she's got to know when to step back, and I just don't think he, he d- does that enough. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see if he gets involved in the quarterback search, because obviously we know the Jets are going to do something there. They're not going to stick with Zach Wilson, Mike White, and Joe Flacco in 2023. It's widely assumed that, as you said, this is a make-or-break year for the current regime, and so they're going to have to do something at quarterback. There are a lot of mm-hmm. options that have been talked about. The pipe dream that everybody brings up is Lamar Jackson. Will the Lamar. Ravens be willing to trade him? Don't know yet. If they do, would they be willing to trade him to the Jets? Don't know yet. What would be the price if he is available? Don't know yet. So a lot of question marks there. Aaron Rodgers, does he even come back to play if he does? Would the Packers be willing to move him? Would he want to move? Is there even a feasible way for it to be done because of the salary cap? So there's that. Jimmy Garoppolo obviously ties to the coaching staff. Even though Mike LaFleur is gone, you still have Robert Sala here who overlapped with him in San Francisco. But of course, Jimmy Garoppolo has had major injuries. He's coming off a major injury now. Derek Carr is a name that's been thrown out there a lot. Makes sense. Only 31 years old. Still plays full games. Had a rough end of his tenure with the Raiders, but at least has a track record. You talk about a guy like Ryan Tannehill, possibly, because he's someone that could become available if the Titans decide to move on, but he is 35 and coming off an injury. Then you get into some of the options like Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, bringing back Mike White. So there are a wide range of directions they could go here. What do you think? What do you think they should do? What do you think they will do? Yeah, I think the big, you know, the the flashy one is Lamar. Obviously, the flashy one is Lamar. Uh, I saw uh, something the other day, like he uh, liked a tweet of him, like in a Jets jersey, and then unliked it. Uh, it got everyone going crazy. Uh, Rogers saying that he doesn't want to go to a team that's doing a rebuild, and I totally get that too. Uh, he wants to go to a win now team if he were to leave, you know, uh, Green Bay, which I don't see happening. I don't see that happening at all. Garoppolo, Garoppolo, same thing with Lamar. Though. It's like you just want someone who's healthy, right? You just want someone who, who can play the games. And I think uh, Derek Carr, who is you know a lot better than Mike White, you put him behind center, you get a lot of you get a lot of miles out of Garrett Wilson and uh, you know Elijah Moore and even Mims. You know, like you know, like the few times they actually got in the game this year, like Mims had a nice little spark. I think Derek Carr might be the way to go. I would love Lamar Jackson. I just think he's going to cost so much to get. I would love Lamar Jackson, but I think I think all signs kind of point to Derek Carr. Before we get into some other players and positions that the Jets could address in free agency in the draft, who are some of the guys that you think it might make sense for the Jets to say goodbye to? Obviously, they have some veterans that are making quite a bit of money, some guys that are going to come off the books as free agents that they may or may not bring back. What do you think? I think you try and restructure C.J. Mosley. 
I mean, I want him on the team. Extreme, like he's when he's healthy, he's a he's a beast. But he's got a, he's got a large contract. I think they, I think they're going to move on from one of these receivers too. I I, I do think you're going to see uh, maybe maybe them move away from Mims. Um, I think the I think Quincy's contract is up, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to re-sign Quincy, which I definitely would agree to do. I mean, I I like the unit. I, I, I like where we're at. I just we definitely need some help in the offensive line. If we can get any of these guys healthy, that would be you know massive. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy with the core outside of the quarterback. Off season beyond quarterback, what do you think the Jets need to do in free agency in the draft? Any specific names that you like as far as guys they might be able to pick in the draft or some potential free agents? I know obviously the Jets are hoping that guys like Brees Hall, Makai Becton, and Elijah Vera Tucker come back healthy. That would be huge for them. But beyond that, any other names, any other specific positions that you think the Jets need to make some upgrades? I mean, uh, offensive line, uh, definitely. And I think safety is a concern. And I'll tell you this. When it comes to who they should draft, I am a fraud. I do not follow college football <laughs> at all. I think that watches ESPN for like a month before the draft, and I'm like, yeah, we should get that guy. That's that's who I am. I watch the Jets, and that's when all of the NFL. Like, if there's an NFL game on, I'll watch. The wild card this weekend was incredible. There were – with the exception of the the last two games, you know, Dallas and the Bucks, and then um, the 49ers in Seattle, like cause those just not really being competitive. Those other games in the middle, every game was good. Every game was close. That Jaguars comeback was incredible. So I, I watch all of football in the NFL. College, not so much. I couldn't say anything about who we should who we should draft because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something that you definitely do know something about, though. Pro wrestling. I want to pick your brain on this. If you were to take a look at the Jets' current roster and the coaching staff as well, we'll include even Joe Douglas in the front office. If you had to go through the roster and find some guys, you're starting a professional wrestling promotion, who would you be looking to take off the Jets to add to your roster? Because I think there are some guys that would make some pretty good professional wrestlers. Oh, I, I think C.J. Mosley would be a great professional wrestler. Uh, Braxton Berrios, uh, white meat babyface, he'd be a great <laughs> one, two, three. You get Berrios in there. Uh, uh, I think uh, you can have a tag team with uh, the Williams brothers. That would be that would be pretty good. Um, Garrett Wilson, I mean, charismatic baby face. There's some good guys on the right. Make a hell of a wrestling roster with the Jets. I think Robert Sala and Joe Douglas would be awesome pro wrestlers. Sala's got the look. He can talk. He's got charisma. Yep. And Joe Douglas, he's a big, giant dude who kind of looks like Bam Bam Bigelow. That's why I called him Bam Bam Douglas <laughs> when they first signed him. And... We know he grew up a huge wrestling fan. If you remember, the big bond between him and Adam Gase, the reason they became friends when they were together in Chicago is because they were both old school wrestling fans and they bonded over their love of the Four Horsemen. So we got to get a hold of them because maybe they'll give you free tickets if we can get them to watch some of your matches. <laughs> yeah, Salah could cut a hell of a promo. I mean, if you're going old school Jets too, like everyone knew Bart Scott was cutting promos. Rex mm-hmm. Ryan was cutting promos. Mark Sanchez is another white meat baby face. 
you can go through the Jets lore, and you probably got a Keyshawn Johnson cuts promos it, over the history of the New York Jets. You get you make a fine roster. So Chikara, for those that didn't watch it, and I described it before as a live action cartoon, basically. They used to do a tournament every year, and I'm sorry I never made it to one because the lineups always looked really cool. It was called the King of Trios, and what there would be is a bunch of teams of three, and the themes were really cool. Sometimes they would have old school guys teamed up together. I remember one year, if you're an old school wrestling fan, these names will mean something to you. Axe and Smash from Demolition teamed up with the one-man gang, and they were team old-school WWE. And then you had three guys from the old ECW. I think it was Jerry Lynn, Two Cold Scorpio, and I forget who the third guy was. And they were team ECW. I know you participated in a couple of them as well. If you had to make a King of Trios team from this current Jets roster and then historically from guys that played for the Jets, who would you pick for the King of Trios? I would do Sauce. I would do Garrett and I would do Brees as a, the three rookies. Mm-hmm. With Sauce and Garrett probably both getting offensive and defensive rookie of the year. And if Brees was healthy, he probably would have beat Garrett for offensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. So uh, you just got three studs there. And if I had to go some old school Jets, Braylon Edwards, Santonio Holmes, and Curtis Martin. Let's get the, let's get a tree out of those guys. <laughs> Team Classic Jets. Hopefully, the three guys that you mentioned before, the three rookies, can become really good players, just like the three guys you just mentioned. By the way, when it comes to Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, do you think that they're both going to win Defensive and Offensive Rookie of the Year, respectively? I mean, uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, maybe Walker on Seattle. You know, I, I don't think Alave, I don't think any of the other receivers, uh, uh, Drake London, I don't think those guys would jump ahead of Wilson. You know, Wilson broke, you know, single-season Jets records this year, too. Sauce is locked up. Like, Hutchinson is great. Hutchinson is great. But no one's beating Sauce. Like, Sauce has it locked up. Uh, and if he doesn't, then it's rigged. I'm going to say it's rigged. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 I think I think Garrett will will, will get will get his as well. Of course, the pro wrestling guy thinks everything's a work. <laughs> always, always. Hey, the Jaguars game rigged. Babyface comeback for Trevor Lawrence rigged. <laughs> Let's talk about the future. Let's say we're having this conversation a year from now, and we're talking about what happened in 2023. How optimistic are you that Salah, Douglas, Woody Johnson, all the key decision makers get together, find a way to get the quarterback, find a way to get the missing pieces, and the Jets are able to get into the playoffs for the first time since January of 2011? It's funny, just to go back on that. So in 2011, when they made the playoffs, I think it was – Week 17, it was, uh, we played the Bengals, winning you're in. That might have been the coldest football game I ever went to in my life. We, I went to that game with, with a couple of friends of mine, and I just remember, like, the high of being like, hey, we're going, we're going to the playoffs. I would love to feel that again, you know, that, that just happiness of you're in it to win it. Like, all you need is a ticket to the dance, and, like, it's been so long. So long since we've been able to do that. I do hope that next year I, I'm back on this podcast and we're talking about making it into the playoffs for the first time. Um, I think they, I think the Jets currently have the longest drought in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think um, outside of the Sacramento Kings, mm-hmm. I think the Jets have the longest uh, drought in professional sports. 
without making it to back to the playoffs. So mm-hmm. it's been it's been a a rough go of it for, for us. <laughs> I was at that game in yeah. 2009, by the way, with the Bengals, and you are not wrong. It was freezing. I couldn't feel my feet by the time the game was over. And the funny thing was, I went with somebody who has the mentality of you never leave a game early, no matter what. And if you remember, the Jets were killing them. The Bengals didn't even play their starters because they knew they were ready in and they were going to be playing the Jets the following week. And so at a certain point, you're thinking, okay, it's freezing. I can't feel my feet. Let's go. But the guy who had driven to the game was very steadfast about staying till the end. So to this day, I still want to strangle him. And if I had the training that you have, I might have done a Hurricane Rana right there in the middle of the crowd or something. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I went to um, and it, it might have been that it might have been oh eight, maybe maybe oh seven. I forget what year it was, but I went to um Jets Broncos in December, and it was pouring. And it's the only time we ever walked out on a game. It was pouring in December. We were freezing. Like I'm like I'm gonna get frostbite if we don't leave <laughs> immediately. And we were getting blown out. So I'm like, okay, let's. Let's wrap this one up. It's the only time I ever left one early, but I understand when it's cold, man, you just don't want to be there. All the things we've gone through, hopefully they finally reward us for our loyalty over the years. Jigsaw, who I used to love watching in Chikara and also when he was Rubik's in Impact Wrestling. Really glad that you could come on the show. I was so happy to find out that you were a passionate Jets fan, and I'm glad that you could make some time to talk about the team we both passionately root for and discuss where they're going and what we think they should do to right the ship. For those that want to follow you on social media, how can they do that? And also, I have to recommend, if you've never watched him wrestle, go on YouTube, type in Jigsaw Wrestling, because otherwise it might be that movie with the guy in the mask and all that. You don't want that. (laughs) You want to watch him wrestle. He was really good. He's humble. He's not going to say this, but I will. He was really good. So go watch his matches. But how can they follow you on social media? And even though you don't wrestle full time anymore, are there dates that you have coming up in the new year where you might actually get back in the ring a little bit? Well, thank you very much for the for the kind words. Um, I really I, I do. I do appreciate it. And it is funny when everyone finds out that I am a Jet fan. There's actually there's a couple of people who follow me on Twitter specifically because like in the early 2000s i'd have like full-blown meltdowns on twitter over the jets <laughs> um, so like I, I do i do know there's a guy in england uh named anthony who would follow me specifically because he's like oh i don't really care for wrestling but uh you're when the jets play he's like you're you're a fun twitter uh <laughs> and uh i was a good friend of mine lenny leonard who um does commentary and he would always sneak in different jets references because he's a diehard jet fan he, uh uh, Queens boy, and uh, he would. I would do a move, and he'd be like, "He's got him locked down, like Revis Island." Like he <laughs> can't wait. He used to do all that stuff all the time. I used to sneak. Can't wait. Uh, couldn't stop a nosebleed. The famous Bart Scott quote. He used to sneak that into promos from time to time. And someone would be like, "You Jeff fan?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." So <laughs> I do appreciate it. Uh, if you do want to follow me at Jigsaw Wrestling, I'm not as active as I once was, but I do. Uh, retweet Jets things. I do tweet about the Jets more than I tweet about wrestling these days. Uh, my Twitter is mainly just to help promote uh, things that I enjoy. My friends, my family help get their stuff out there. Um, so yeah, uh, at Jigsaw Wrestling. No current dates uh, for the new year. Just uh, uh, taking it easy for a little bit. 
Make sure you follow him on social media at Jigsaw Wrestling. By the way, I didn't know that Lenny Leonard was a Jets fan. We got to get him on the show, too. I got to reach out to him and see if he'll come on, talk some Jets with me as well. But make sure you follow Jigsaw on Twitter and make sure you check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, youtube.com slash playlikeajet. Lots of great all 22 breakdowns up on our channel. So watch our videos, subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T E E public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there. tpublic.com, that's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.